Hello, 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 everyone. So we are here on radio, and uh, it's really a beautiful day. It's a beautiful time. Um, Vagis, are you with me there? Yes, LOS, I am with you, yeah. Oh, that's perfect, that's perfect, that's perfect. So, yeah, so we get started. So it's good to have you, Vagis, on the program on Ross FM 94.6. And uh, today we have a couple of uh, issues that we want to dissect, we want to sure. discuss, uh, sure. that uh, affects the nurses. So we are live here on Ross FM 94.6. So we have viewers, uh, sorry, listeners, rather who are actually tuned in right now uh, from across the the globe uh, others in africa i i understand others from india and also those in ireland so uh, let's get started without wasting much of the time uh can you introduce yourself i guess Yes, yeah. Uh, first of all, I, was, uh, I want to thank uh, Rose FM for giving me this opportunity to talk about migrant nurses Ireland. Uh, thank you for that. My name is Vargis Joy. I, I'm, I'm in Dublin uh, at the moment, and uh, I am the national chairperson, or we call it convener, national convener of migrant nurses Ireland, which is an organization formed for all migrant nurses in Ireland. Okay. Uh, that is... Uh, Indian nurses, African, Filipinos, and Eastern European nurses, and so on. So this organization was formed in 2020 with an agreement signed for mutual collaboration with INMO, which is the National uh, Nurses Union for, uh, you know, in Ireland. So there is an agreement between INMO, Irish nurses and midwife organization, and Migrant Nurses Ireland for mutual cooperation and collaboration and uh, since then we have been able to uh, carry on wonderful uh, things wonderful activities you know yeah, in service of uh, migrant nurses in ireland mm. okay okay well that's that's quite a background there and uh, i understand that uh, um you are involved with quite a lot of activities in as far as the migrant nurses and the healthcare assistants are concerned. Uh, before we get into details, do you mind to uh, enlighten us how is the organization uh, really financed considering that you are in the front of quite a lot of activities, you have to do a lot of movement, you have to make some calls, you need to travel, you need to engage and probably helping one or two also affected nurses. Uh, how do you go about that uh, financially? You mean financially? Yes, yes. Okay, uh, okay. Again, uh, this is a voluntary organization, non-profit organization, which work on a free membership. So in terms of financial uh, support, you know, we have at the moment uh, very little support or we are working on a you know, zero balance uh, in a way that, you know, we are, we, the activists or the committee members and the supporters kind of work uh, on their goodwill. You know, there is no uh, funding or fees that we are collecting from members or any others, you know. So we kind of work, this is a quite a voluntary work. Say, for example, if we to travel to a meeting or meeting minister or chief nursing officer and so on, the money is, you know, uh, spent kind of an individual basis whoever is uh, uh, being active in the organization but that mm. that you know we hopefully that will change so we, we we would be hoping to get some funding and support from 
probably the Department of Health or Department of Equality and Diversity and Inclusion. You know, there are projects uh, which the government fund on time to time. So we would be hoping in the future, but at the moment we are struggling in terms of finance. Mm -hmm. Right. So let's get into detail um, after having said that. Let's get into detail and uh, dissect uh, more as to what you're doing uh, as an organization in as far as the nurses uh, uh, who have migrated uh, from different parts of the world into uh, this uh, beautiful part of the uh, of the world as well, uh, Ireland. Uh, so what are the current, current issues that you're involved in as far as nurses, migrant nurses uh, are concerned at the moment? What is it that you do exactly in as far as migrant nurses and uh, healthcare assistants are concerned? What is your role uh, in as far as uh, that front is concerned? Sure, yeah. Um, first of all, you know, I, I would like to answer your question in, in two sections. First, you know, migrant nurses are faced with uh, general issues, okay, general uh, problems mm. or, you know, issues faced on a, on a massive scale. And I can, after that, I can come to, you know, uh, my issues they face at an individual level. So on the general uh, issue uh, side, you know, they are... There are issues that they face, you know, in terms of, you know, equality, uh, uh, diversity and inclusion, uh, under, under the equality and diversity and inclusion principle that these nurses, like as you know, uh, the nursing, uh, uh, the staff, or that if you consider the total number of nurses in Ireland, mm -hmm. almost half, around 48% 40, uh, of uh, nurses are non-EU nurses, you know. Okay. So that, oh, that's, that's, a, quite that's, a, that's quite a yeah. number. That's quite it a, quite a, a number. huge number. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Okay. <clears throat> Sorry, no, my, my my voice is not better today. That's really all right. Yeah, you told me of some bit of like flu. symptoms, but, uh, <laughs> but I'll, I'll, I'll try, to, try to overcome that. I'm on, I'm on leave today. But anyway. Okay. So, uh, thanks anyway. Um, so, at a, at a broader level, you know, so the, that is the... Um, the statistics tells us that you know nearly half of the nurses are uh, non-EU nurses. Mm. While uh, while the number at the ground level is quite high, yeah. the representation at a senior management level or even policy making at a policy making level, mm. it is quite you know th this huge number, the large number is not reflective at that level. So what we demand is that. Mm. You know, we, we we should be able to get access to all levels. You right. know, not not just uh, uh, not at ground level. You know, like uh, senior management level, policy making level, and so on. And we recently we met with the Equality, Diversity, and Inclusion Minister and requested uh, that we okay. would love to uh, give our say or give our opinion, our input in the development of equality, diversity, and inclusion policies. You mm. know, going forward because. We, what we find from our experience working with uh, the migrant nurses in the last two years or even more in the last three years, mm. that the current policies, you know, they are good, you know, but they, are, they need some updation. They are, okay. not, they are not fit for the, the current needs mm. or the future, <coughs> future needs, you know. Right. They, are, they, are, so, they, were ad they were actually probably formulated a long time ago before the migration uh, really became quite rampant in recent years, isn't it? Probably, Absolutely. yeah, they yeah, have to be yeah, revisited yeah. and uh, adjustments have to be made here and there, really. 
Yeah, absolutely. Mm. That is the point. You know, mm. these policies were framed at a time where the, when the migration was in at a, at, a, at a massive scale that what we are seeing now. Right. And the, the, you know, the challenges of the time now, the time changes, things changes, you know. Mm-hmm. Migrant nurses are faced with a lot of, you know, issues uh, and challenges from time to time. So these right. policies and protocols are not really, uh, you know, tailor, uh, tailor-made or, you know, fit to uh, meet the needs of the time, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's what we demand with the, with the minister and the department. We, the, uh, yesterday, or day, no, sorry, day before yesterday, we met with the, the deputy chief nursing officer and we requested this, that right. we would love to have uh, an input into these policies, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. And another thing at a general level, that you know you know that we all know that the housing crisis in ireland mm. at the moment anywhere in ireland uh, more so in the big cities like uh, dublin galway uh, cork and so on yeah it for a migrant uh, like for anyone it is unaffordable for any nurse it is mm. unaffordable to rent first of all the rental properties are not available right secondly even if it's available you know, it's uh, it's the is a monumental price, phenomenal mm. price or mm. rent, uh, rental mm. amount. Mm. So when it comes to migrant nurses, the the impact of it is more because they have you know no families, extended family support, you know, like yeah. for child minding or so when they have children and uh, you know spouse and all a big family it's very hard to find a you know a proper a suitable apartment or house you know right so, um b- before you even go we'll come back to the issue of housing uh, later on uh, sure. because that's really a pertinent issue and uh, it is affecting uh, most of the uh, sure. migrant nurses uh, welcoming and the, even the healthcare assistants. Uh, when we s- mention the word migrant nurses, we are referring to all the nursing uh, practitioners, including the healthcare assistants. They are part and parcel of that. So now let's uh, go further and uh, look into the issues that are affecting the migrant nurses uh, as they are coming into this uh, uh, part of the country. Do you want? Do you mind to share with us that? Yes. Yeah, exactly. So as as I mentioned earlier, the issues they face that on a uh, on a general or massive scale, one of the key issues now we are facing is that the issue with the atypical work permit scheme. Mm. That we have a WhatsApp group of affected members, over thousand nurses affected. So there have there had been massive delays, uh, massive delays and massive rejection recently. More from you know this year January this year and after that you know mm. before that that was not a huge issue but from January onwards yeah. the applications were rejected from right left and center this for simple reason or sometimes ridiculous reasons that mm. they say though the scanned document wasn't right the metadata of the scanned document wasn't uh, right or you know the the form wasn't signed by the pen or simple and ridiculous reasons. Mm their permits were rejected. So you know that this is the first permit that you need to come to Ireland, a typical working scheme permit. Mm. And uh, sometimes one nurse are faced, is faced with uh, multiple rejections, you know. Right. And the difficulty is that each time, and the, the, when, when the application is rejected, the fees is not reimbursed. So they apply with 250 euro, and mm. the permit is rejected for, for one reason. 
they reapply again, again pay uh, the two, with 250 euro, the per, the, her permit is re, uh, rejected mm. for mm. another reason. So mm. that's a massive, massive issue. And uh, this man is not easy to come by considering the circumstances and the economic hardships uh, from where these individuals will be coming from, isn't it? Exactly, that's the point, you know, that uh, we know nurses from India and Africa, they paid uh, fees four times because their applications were rejected four times. That's a thousand euro. Mm. A thousand euro from, for a nurse working in India or, you know, Africa, that's a huge amount, you know, an mm. unaffordable amount. They, they'll end up in debt and loans and yeah, things like that. Yeah. So that, that's the that's general issue we are facing. Also, what we did was we uh, had meetings with these nurses and then we they made a petition and then we submitted to the health minister right from the health minister, the uh, HSC CEO, the Department of uh, the Equality, Diversity and Inclusion Minister, Department of Justice, who, who issued this permit, who, who is dealing with the issue, which we are not uh, satisfied with their service. So we submitted the petition to Department of Health, uh, Justice and all all the relevant. And we brought it to the media. I don't know, you saw the article mm, in the Irish yeah, Times, yeah, in the yeah. journal.ie mm. and so on. So we brought it to the pub, uh, in, in front of the public and we mm. wrote to TDs and ministers and, uh, and all. Yeah, and then yesterday when we uh, day before yesterday when we met with the chief nursing officers uh, officer, we raised this matter as well. So we are fighting to resolve this issue. Uh, that that is mm. a huge uh, huge matter now. So when it comes to individual issues, you know, our nurses are faced with a lot of you know in the last three years. We had been receiving complaints of you know, unfair treatment, unfair dismissal in in certain instances where racial attacks, you know, racial comments, and you know, bullying and harassment, mm. and uh, unfair evaluation of the aptitude test adaptation uh, program in some some cases. So. When this happens, so the arrangement with INMO we have is that we refer our member to the national office of INMO, and then INMO will contact the local rep in that particular region for that nurse. And with the help of the INMO, uh, the uh, issue will be attempted to be resolved. And we, we, we have been very successful in, in, in this uh, aspect that a lot of uh, nurses uh, that complain to us on various matters Mm. We were successful with the help of INMO to get their issue resolved. For example, we, uh, through us, you know, a number of nurses uh, submitted their uh, appeal for adaptation process and right. they were successful. They would have been uh, going home uh, mm. if they, they hadn't contacted us, you know. Right. Uh, so because they contacted us, we encouraged them to stay in Ireland, put mm. up an appeal, and, you know, we, we helped them with the help of INMO and all, and they were successful. And we were, you know, successful in combating the unfair dismissals in mm. some cases, you mm. know, and so on. So, which is quite that's really topical, Vagis, the issue of unfair dismissal uh, from the workplace. And uh, most nurses that I know of have been uh, affected. And um, uh, how, how then do we have people coming to know about the help and the assistance that you're giving uh, generally to the public. So how how, you, uh, how how will they know that we are doing this work? Is it? Exactly, yes. Uh, because there are many out there who are being affected sure. and they don't know where to go. They sure. have no idea who is out there to help them, to give them a hand. Exactly. Yeah, no, so we, are, we have been trying to reach out to all nurses in Ireland 
and you know we are uh, doing this through our facebook page instagram account and twitter and our website and so on and then we from time to time when different online portals we give that uh, we make a news of what what all actions we are doing you know but again the like today you give me give me an opportunity um to talk in your radio that that that's i see as a as a very good opportunity or, uh, mm. to to reach right. out to nurses you know mm. so this the so basically the facebook and website you know is the uh, platform that nurses can uh, see our activities you know and mm. they can email us you know info at migrantnurses.ie if they have a concern they can email us and we will uh, reply to them in time all right so vegas uh, we should take a a, a short break we we'll play a song and then we'll continue when we come back we'll look into the aspect of the decision letters uh, also being expiring and uh, how there are some also who have especially in Africa have been affected by the uh, World Health Organization's decision to red list the most of the sure. African countries have been sure. affected by yeah. the aspect of migrant nurses or nurses migrating uh, leaving the health system from their sure. particular countries uh, depleted and also sure. looking to the uh, certificate of good standing and how that has also affected a number yeah. of uh, nurses uh, and uh, many more things that uh, we'll discuss we understand there are some who are having their decision letters expiring uh, before they make it to Ireland and also uh, the other contributing factor is that uh, uh, the World Health Organization has had some parts of the world uh, to preserve their nurses or their health uh, system uh, from uh, brain drain they call it and also um, and how do you uh, come in do you have any role that you play, especially to those who have had their decision letters already and registered with the uh, NMBI, uh, the Midwifery Nurses uh, uh, Board of Ireland. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, we, uh, from the outset, you know, we have a good uh, partnership with uh, NMBI, Nursing and Midwifery Board of Ireland. So since the formation of uh, Migrant Nurses Ireland, we have been working with NMBI on various matters, you know, like, uh, you know, the, at, at some point there was a huge delay in processing the NMBI application and to get the decision letter. There was a, a six months or nine months delay and we, we raised that, our concern to NMBI and NMBI acted very, uh, very uh, swiftly on that matter and they recruited uh, new registration officers and put other measures in place and so on which resulted in a faster uh, processing time of decision letter. So basically we have a good partnership with the NMBI and we meet with their um, officials, even including CEO from time to time. So in terms of the uh, red-listed countries mm. that, you know, especially African countries like yeah. Zimbabwe, Nigeria and some other countries, it is an unfortunate situation that, you know, that the government put a ban, as I understand, mm. that prevents, you know, government want to prevent uh, nurses um, moving to different countries, you know. Yeah. We understand, you know, that the, there's probably a need, a shortage of nurses in those countries. But at the same time, it's, it's, a, it's a bit unfortunate situation, like if a nurse want to move to Ireland, you know, she or he can't move. So, base, 
So what we did was, like recently, a group of Zimbabweans approached us, mm. and and INMO was involved as well. So we had a meeting with NMBI because Zimbabwe government in particular uh, was not giving the uh, good good standing certificate from the nursing council in Zimbabwe in an effort to stop the nurses going to Ireland and other countries. You know, mm. so. There was a meeting arranged, and I attended it, uh, representing the migrant nurses. And uh, NMBI was very uh, open and helpful. Uh, they they put measures in place, you know, which which I communicated to the uh, nurses in that group because I am uh, unable to say the measures in place okay. to help on a radio. But uh, there are interim measures advised mm. by NMBI to help those nurses. Those nurses, uh, so I'm talking about Zimbabwe nurses, mm. those who are here already in Ireland, mm. but unfortunately by the time they complete their aptitude or adaptation, their existing good stand certificate expired. Because you know, good standing certificate only accepted if it is within the six months. If it's mm. over six months, that is expired. You need to get a new one, but the Zimbabwe government was not giving it. So those mm. for those nurses, NMBA put, very simple interim measures, which the group know, the nurses know, but I can't say it on right. a, no a radio. Yeah, you know? understand, yeah. So, yeah. So, but in terms of, you know, the nurses who are in Zimbabwe or Nigeria or other at least countries, it is more so with the government, the Irish government, maybe the Department of Health, you know, to liaise with the the government in Africa mm. and to, to start a dialogue and, you know, and, and try to... Um, Maybe at least, uh, maybe try to uh, really, uh, you know let a few nurses you know even on a, on a face to basis like you know yeah. from time to time on a limited basis. So it is it is really up to the government, you know, the minister or ministerial level. So but we we are we have raised this concern to INMO mm. and INMO really is the best maybe the best entity to yeah. talk to the government but we can further work on that but I, I was only giving an example what we did for Zimbabwe nurses mm. where, because they had really really a big struggle to get their good standing certificate okay. well that's good you're doing a, a fantastic job there uh, Vagis uh, with the migrant nurses island now earlier on we we talked about um, uh, the issue of bullying and racism also that uh, some of these uh, uh, nurses um, are going through and uh, having their contracts uh, terminated uh, for one reason or another. There is also an issue to do with family reunion and um, uh, some will have a two-year contract uh, that they are given by the employer and yet the employer can decide at any time to terminate their contract and they do not have a say. What is your role? What have you done regarding that as an organization? Yeah, no, we are uh, quite upfront about that issue. As you mentioned, new non-EU nurses who are in Ireland on a critical skill permit, there is an, uh, there's an absurd condition or unfair condition on it that a nurse is unable to change the critical skill permit or change the employer in the first year. Mm. At the same time, an employer is free to fire a nurse at any point in that uh, contract, like even after the first week, if an employer uh, feels that you know he or she doesn't want this nurse, they can fire. But at the same time, if a nurse experiences horrendous working condition, she or he can't move within the first year. So she is forced to stay 
first year during the first year in that with that employer mm -hmm. which is totally unfair so we have you know we had our national conference in january 2023 in that one resolution passed was uh, to work uh, to change this condition that migrant nurses ireland view this as it is basic human right for any worker to change their employer if he or she is not happy so that's that's our position mm -hmm. on it so we are working on it so as i said we had sent this petition and this demand to all the stakeholders department of health hsc department of equality diversity and inclusion department of justice and when we met with the chief nursing officer we raised this as number as one of our number one priorities mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. that that has to change so that you know that will curb a lot of unfair treatment and abuses and bullying and harassment if an employer knows that a nurse is free to move the employment you know the employer is more likely to behave very well you know mm -hmm. what i mean mm -hmm. so that that's 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 one thing uh, we are working on it and then mm -hmm. the issue of unfair dismissal and all we are helping all our members in, at an individual level say mm -hmm. if a nurse if a nurse faced with uh, uh, unfair treatment or, or at the brim of an unfair uh, dismissal we immediately uh, contact the INMO national office and get the union support mm -hmm. you know for that person and we we have been successful in many cases you know and we have uh, we received a lot of testimonies and emails and video and mm -hmm. you know messages that that uh, as, as, a, as a gratitude expression that's of good. gratitude yeah. that's good uh, tell us Vagis, in terms of uh, family reunion uh, there are also concerns of delays and uh, uh, of families rejoining uh, or people re being reunited with their families um, what have been some of the challenges and uh, the actions that you have taken so far as far yeah, as that yeah. is concerned yeah, no, there is an issue of uh, fa uh, delay in uh, family reunification, reunion uh, in Ireland, for especially for African nurses that we are aware of because the way it works now, they like Indian nurses or Filipino nurses, they are in a fortunate position that they can, uh, those who are on a critical skill permit, they're able to bring their spouse or children, you know, quite, uh, quite soon uh, after they come here you know but unfortunately in the case of uh, many african nurses that's not the case you know mm. they are they are asked to wait you know a year or two years that we know in some cases and uh, when the uh, when our african members raised this matter with us we immediately contacted the nmo national office and we uh, requested them to intervene uh, as, as a matter of urgency mm. which i understand you know that that petition is going to the government you know but we are working on it. I know that it is not fully resolved, but we are very concerned about it. You know, it's, it's, an, it's an unfair situation. Like, a healthcare worker is going through a lot of stress when working uh, in, in, in their job. That, you know, the work itself is very stressful. And then you have other issues like, you know, the issue of housing and the uh, issue of uh, inflation. You know, the cost of living is very high. So with all this stress they face, if they don't have their family and children with them, it is an unfortunate, very, very unfortunate situation right. that we, mm. we reckon. So we, we have raised it and we will still will continue to work on uh, until that is resolved. Right. That's, uh, that's all right. We'll continue to work until that is resolved. Yeah, we were discussing various issues that are affecting the nurses to do with the uh, uh, certificate of good standing and uh, the, the role of NMBI also helping out and uh, the 
the various uh, platforms and engagements that uh, migrant nurses island uh, have really uh, involved in in trying to alleviate and help out these situations to make um, the, the the working environment as well for the nurses a beautiful place to be because you spend much of the time at the workplace and uh, you want the best out of the work environment and uh, also the issue of mental health also comes into play and uh, how uh, this is also being uh, tackled and uh, the insertion and the importance of tackling the mental health of the nurses um, we also want to look into the issue of accommodation we, we you talked about it earlier but also just want to know you have been on the engagements of france with the organizations the ministries uh, regarding um, the issue of accommodation are they other issues that we might also probably be privileged to hear from you vagis uh, the national convener of uh, migrant nurses island uh, if there are other issues that are being talked about in terms of alleviating the issue of accommodation and helping out people who are struggling in terms of acquiring decent accommodation yeah yeah th- uh, thanks lovers yes that that's uh, one of the most pressing issues at the moment so what we uh, uh, demand is that you know there was a system uh, that when nurses are recruited from outside ireland they when they come to ireland they were given a kind of accommodation arranged by the employer for the you know at least you know um eight weeks period and recently like uh, in uh, it was a, it was in the main uh, news portals and everything one of the teaching hospitals in ireland they brought nurses uh, in dublin and then after a week they said no we don't have accommodation for you you need to fi- find out and many nurses nearly 100 nurses that was a large uh, group of nurses arrived uh, uh, together and after one week they were told that you know there is no accommodation you need to find accommodation yourself mm. so they mm. contacted INMO they con- INMO then contacted us to mm. see you know um, most of them were indian nurses in that group mm. so we then passed the message in all the whatsapp group in community whatsapp groups and everything right. just so we were really rushing we were struggling because they were asked to move in a in a day time you know 24 hours time given to find out accommodation that was a very very unfortunate situation uh, they faced with and then mm. we managed to find accommodation for them for them a lot for a lot of them through our contacts in the community mm. and then finally INMO involved and the media was involved and then the management uh, management you know acted you know very swiftly and then they 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 arranged accommodation for for these nurses for another few weeks mm. so so from that experience you know what we what we find is that the employees must provide initial accommodation because when you when you are in a new country never mind the new nurses even the people who live here it's very hard to find is, an accommodation is, yeah. you know there's only few available on the website and so mm, on so when true. you are in a new country if you have no friends and families or relatives here 
it is very hard. It's almost impossible to find an accommodation when you land here. Mm. So we demanded, you know, we through INMO that, you know, all the employers, whether it's a public or private, they should provide accommodation at least eight weeks. So that gives them mm. the nurses time to get used to the uh, system here and find accommodation. And probably they'll have a little bit of uh, savings in, in that two months. You know, you know, there won't be huge saving anyway, but at least they have some basic salary uh, in their pocket and then they can look for accommodation. You know that there is mm. a mm. huge uh, deposit needed uh, for to find a rent. Right. So, uh, so th- again, that's th- that's only a temporary measure. Going forward, you know, and I was at the, na- the INMO uh, national conference in Killarney in back in May, and the minister uh, announced, the health minister announced, uh, building accommodation or arranging accommodation adjacent to the hospitals in HSE. Yeah. So the government uh, announced that and uh, hopefully that will be implemented very soon. So we demand that that need to be the hospitals need to arrange accommodation as, as an important mm. uh, fact, uh, facility that they, when they bring the nurses, you know. Right. And, and, and in the future, going forward, again, this doesn't resolve the issue. There should be more houses built, you know, there should be more mm. social housing or affordable houses built, you know, so the government really should tackle tackle uh, the house housing yeah, crisis. Because it's you know. quite exorbitant and uh, you, you spend half of your salary towards the rent only, not to mention electricity bills, um, you know, other bills related, and you spend a half or more than half of your salary towards the rental. It's Absolutely. absurd. It's really I, absurd. I, w- I would say if, if you're living uh, uh, in Dublin, you would say spend more than half of your salary on rent. You know, if, if you have a, yeah. if you have, you know, children and a spouse with you, you need kind of a if you hire a one bedroom or two bedroom house, more than half of your salary is mm. gone as the rent, you mm. know. And then the, you know, the high elect, you know, the uh, fuel prices and you know energy prices and everything. So whatever you get as a salary, almost uh, 100% is spent, and there is no saving, you know. And that yeah. that put them in a difficult situation over the years to buy a house. If you don't build the saving, mm. it is very it's impossible to buy a house. So that's mm. a huge issue for everyone in the public, uh, but at the same time more more so for migrant nurses, especially the one who arrives, and the newly arriving nurses, that mm. they have no other support networks, you know. So we are uh, demanding uh, government's you know, investment in this area that, you know, more uh, affordable houses built. You know. yeah, yeah, thanks. For, thank you, Vargas. Now, because of our time, there's one who just posted a question for you uh, regarding the English test also expiring before one relocates to Ireland. Uh, what, what's your take on that? Yeah, no, again, recently I met with the NMBA officials um, at a meeting and we requested NMBA to consider the uh, extension of English language test validity now, NMBA has uh, has a you know an official position in that you know by their rules, by their policies and uh, protocols, uh, the English test only accepted uh, the validity is only maximum two years. But what we requested, if the nurses has issues uh, like say for example the mm. delay and rejection in a typical work permit schemes, right. and they are you know, their permits are rejected so they're unable to come to Ireland, then Mm. that delays their aptitude test. They have to postpone their aptitude test. They need to postpone their their visa to Ireland, travel to Ireland, and then finally, unfortunately, the OET or IELTS expires. 
So for those nurses who faced with uh, permit rejection and some other reasons, you know, and uh, and uh, you know expected reasons, we requested an MBA to uh, extend the oh, OET, okay. and we are going to meet an MBA again. Uh, hopefully this uh, the week coming or week after mm. and we will uh, raise it you know and uh, anyway uh, my understanding is that it's not possible to uh, extend the validity for everyone on a on a uh, normal basis but uh, for in special cases like this you know mm. an mba we will yes with an mba to um, consider our request Perfect. Vagis, um, <laughs> time is not on our side. Uh, we, sure. could, we would have discussed more. But uh, before you go, just give us your last words and uh, tell us if one wants to be a member of the MNI Migrant Nurses Island, wants to join, what's the procedure, what's the process like? And then you give us your last words. And uh, yeah. Sure. Uh, once again, thank you, Lovers, and thank you, Rosam FM, for giving uh, me this opportunity to talk uh, talk about our organization. So I, I, I request all migrant nurses in Ireland, regardless the, of their, you know, country of origin or nationality, to mm. join us because, you know, as you all know, especially in nursing, you know, uh, united we stand, you yeah. know, the unity is the strength, you know, we as, as one uh, migrant nurses Ireland. Uh, have been in touch with the various uh, groups like African Nurses Association, Nigerian Nurses Association, and so on. And they all uh, agreed that you know, Migrant Nurses Ireland will stand as an umbrella organization for everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, So I really uh, request all the Migrant Nurses to join our organization. Our, as I mentioned earlier, our membership is free. All you need to do is that go to www.migrantnurses.ie website, and you will see uh, a tab, Join Now, and if you give your, you know, basic details, you know, we don't take all the personal details, you know, for the GDPR. We are an organization bound by written constitution and GDPR uh, guidelines. So all you have to do is join now. It's a click, uh, click uh, uh, away from joining the membership. Mm-hmm. And you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and so on. So I, I request all of you to join and, you know, uh, we can work together and we can make a difference and we can combat all the uh, unfair treatments and injustice that is prevalent, uh, which is prevalent in Ireland. So if you unite and if you fight uh, together, mm. we can make a difference and we can make uh, our work and personal life uh, uh, much better in Ireland. Perfect. Thank you, Avagis Joy, for uh, joining us. Uh, that was Vakis Joy there, the national convener for Migrant uh, Nurses Island. And uh, it was really a fruitful and uh, uh, quite a mouth-watering conversation that I had. Thank you once again, Vagis. Until we uh, meet again next time. Sure. Thanks. Bye, Lawas. Bye, 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 bye.